0: Viewer discretion is advised. All activities performed in game and are fictitious. Arcade magic is not to be used lightly and by amateurs. All magic performed in this show was performed by an expert. Feel free to try this. To do something about that damn spell singer. Uh, but you guys when you hear that, you hear that uh, goblin. So it kind of sounds like giba, wukabugabug. <laughs> cronk nails. Yeah, cronk 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 go. Cronks with the wukabuggs. Uh <laughs> there are the two, there's the one on the ground that you stepped around, Eric, yeah. and then there's the two with the broken leg, right? Yeah, one with the broken leg and then there's the two um, that were fighting with uh, Craig and you, Rob. So uh, the one with the br- busted leg is probably going to ignore the orders and take a swipe at you from the ground, Eric. All right. Uh, and he's got disadvantage. He rolls miserably. Uh, you get a 16 on the first one and then a 4 on the second one. So he's going to miss you. Um, the other two goblins are going to turn their attention on you, Suzanne, and charge you. One of them runs up and gets a natural 20. No, amen. Uh, and he still is going to yeah. confirm... Yeah. Uh, he got a 17 to confirm. Is that confirmed it's your mage armor? Yeah. 17, good. yeah. Okay. So he manages to, con- to crit you. The other goblin, uh, misses. So. Um, and you're gonna take five, eight damage. Okay. And it, like, <laughs> glances the side of your rib armor. Cuts a big gash in your side or something. And you're bleeding. It hurts real bad. You're like, ooh! Um, <laughs> <laughs> after, ooh! <laughs> 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 I'm gonna edit that into the noise. Fucking right guy after, else. right after you take the damage. So. <laughs> oh, Eric gets your turn. Fine. All right, it's I'm gonna it. step over to the uh, downed Klig takes <laughs> Um, and I'm gonna smite evil. All right, this is your first smite attack, Eric. It's oh. Exciting stuff. Oh yeah. Smiting. I'm gonna, you know, ki- kiss the head of my morning star. You know, shaped like Paylor do your work, <laughs> and get a 18. And this is on clay. Yeah. Ooh. Deal him uh, max damage at 15. Oh, okay. Palor smites! Eric, you a little like flip with your mace so that the face of Paylor is facing <laughs> you. You kiss him right on the lips. You see the eye wink at you a little bit. And you feel empowered by the the power of Palor, and it fills you with divine energy as you, as Klig's crossed eyes focus on you. The mace obliterates his face, and his head is crushed into fine paste uh, <laughs> as uh, as your mace comes down on his head, uh, and he is very squished. Uh, you hear him say something like. Uh, Puka bawambo solo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, uh, Craig is dead. Um, I I yell to the rest of the goblins, Stand down in the name of Paylor, Your leader is dead! Uh, they look at you in confusion, because they only speak goblins. It's worth a shot. Uh, Make (laughs) an intimidate check. Well, it's my turn anyway, so I can just tell them. Your commanding presence. You give yourself advantage on that because that also I feel like you just just crushed their, their leader. 17. All right, you raise your mace up in the air, exclaiming the might of Paylor, and it's still with blood eyes are still dripping glow. off of it. <laughs> The eyes are still glowing, and you spatter the blood of Craig's head all over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the goblins is just like cover, like spackling his blood, and you see it's his hands shaking. He drops the spear, and just the rest of them just turn and run. Um, it it is your turn Rom, and then Suzanne before the goblins have the chance to break terrifying we did tell Mercer whatever her name was yeah we said we wouldn't kill them Um, I think we should honor our word yeah what do you want to do we we are still technically in initiative order at this point I'm down to hold up my word I think we should I think we should spare the goblins I guess but this bitch better go away that hurt me (laughs) I'm taking I'm all of Clint's him. things, though. I know they're all... Can I press the digitate to, like, really intimidate the two that are around me? Uh, yeah. Make an, make an intimidate check and give yourself advantage as you use the spell slot to make it real scary. Uh, what do I add? That's, my That's it? Ten? Um... <laughs> <laughs> you make some lights on your fingers glow and you're like, ooh, I'm gonna get your butt! I'm gonna get your butt! <laughs> The comments are like, oh, <laughs> "Oh no, you got Great butt!" That's <laughs> and they and they, they both uh, run out of the door that they came from. Uh, this is that could be the end of the comments. You guys want to drink potions yeah. or anything? Uh, you can see the redheaded Merce stick her head out of the door, and she she gives a little whoop of excitement. <laughs> goes, yes, you know, woohoo, we're free! And she comes up to uh, probably you, Eric. Just say, says quietly, you know, just just hold still, I gotcha. Uh, get back four points of health. As she casts a Heal Spell on me. Thank you, lady. Nice. I don't uh, remember, if you take a potion and it puts you past your max hit points, you just at max hit. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Rob, she, she's up, after she's done healing her, she's going to walk up to you. Thank, okay. you, for, thank you for helping us. Uh, get back eight, Rob. I want to go brain-sack group. We need to see if we can find our stuff. Immerse. Uh, she's like, here, follow me. And she, she takes you into uh, Craig's room. And you guys are able to find the rest of your things. Show it up. Um, he was, he's just hoarding the rest of his shit. In this room as well, Merce points over to a corner where there's sort of a bunch of stuff. How, that's, all of, that's all of Craig's... Uh, that's all the loot that he had. All the spoils. You guys can take whatever you want. Uh, we don't need it. It's nothing crazy um, as far as treasure goes. But there is... Um, a few nice, nicer things, it's like, you know, fine blankets, you know, silk cloth, but there's also a few things that are actually useful, including a golden brick, which is worth 50 gold pieces. Ooh. Ooh. Do you want a party loot page? Yeah, you want a party loot up? Yeah. Sure. Three golden rings, um, with serpents coiled into spirals. Like or lords. Or a spiral. An actual spiral, with the head being at the center. But that would be cool. Actually, yeah, they're Ouroboros friends. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Full bell <metal> outfit shit. <laughs> like that. Seven bottles of refined wine, Suzanne. The finest. <laughs> there is a, a masterwork flute. Alright. And three paintings uh, of scenic valleys. The Each one of these paintings has a figure in and mountains uh, which are all some of the nicest paintings that you guys like, real big, or... Uh, like, maybe two foot by three foot. Relatively small. carryable, But, uh, you know, definitely valuable. These are the ones, at least, that haven't been besmirched by Craig using them as toilet paper or something. Yeah. <laughs> if you study the paintings, uh, make some knowledge royalty, <clears throat> knowledge nobility, knowledge local checks. Um, <laughs> knowledge uh, nobility... See here, seventeen. relatively it's relatively easy to distinguish at least two of these uh, figures. One of them it looks like somebody from the House of Landsender, and another one looks like they're from the House of Frost. Uh, two of the nobles of the Free City. Hmm. Uh, the third looks um, strange. Um, the first two they look very uh, Napoleonic. The hand in the coat, kind of Napoleon. thing. You know them in the RL. <laughs> um, you know, they're relatively Napoleonic-esque pictures. The third, however, the person standing in it uh, looks very weird. Uh, and you start you start looking at it, Eric, and you're like, something is not right with that guy. Your paladin senses are tingling. Your spidey senses are going off real hard. Um, and Suzanne, when you look at the painting, you also have a twinge of recognition. Maybe like you recognize this guy from one of your past selves past memories and one of your dreams? I'm not sure. But the figure in this painting is uh, probably a female. It's kind of hard to tell because they're void of expression and character. Um, their skin is gray. Their face is flat. Their eyes are just lines, almost. Their nose, almost non-existent, with lips just being the same color as the rest of the face it, it looks. looks weird, AF. Some look at Andrew Naki. <laughs> yeah. Some nasty, nasty looking, some real nasty, creepy, golem looking motherfucker is in this picture. <laughs> but he's wearing like Napoleon's fucking coat, you know, a horse. So, you guys also find a small book which has all but one of the pages torn out of it. Inside is some kind of weird uh, magical circles, magical transmutation esque circles. I'm gonna read magic on it then. Okay, um, Suzanne, you begin to read magic, and you think that it, that this book has something to do with with the circle down in the center of the thing. It's kind of like this might be like an instruction manual, or like maybe it's like the like the how how I, how I've done it, you mm-hmm. know. But all the pages are ripped out or missing or destroyed, except for the part the transmutation circle itself. Um, in the back of the book. On the cover, you see a diagram of some kind of machine. Steampunk magical thing that you don't quite understand. Um, And if you look, and if you're looking around this room, um, there's, you know, there's Craig's bed. There's this pile of stuff. And on the far side of this room, there's a curtain. Um, Hmm. And you pull the curtain, and behind it is this machine that's described in this Um, but the one in the book and the one that is in front of you are very different looking. Um, The one in front of you looks like it used to be that machine, but it looks like somebody's been using it as a punching bag for the last, I don't know, couple weeks, and it is completely dismembered. Fucking goblins. On a a displaying tablet, uh, (laughs) you're able to see some arcane runes written in Sylvan, which say, warning system malfunction, releasing enzymes, operation critical, failure, and the message repeats. I will relay this information to the rest of the party. Does the book tell you how to fix it? There, there aren't really you, any pages they, in it. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> there, there are, um, you don't think that this could ever be fixed. Even, they'd have to tear the whole thing only thing the only screen that's not broken, the only button that's not smashed down and pushed, the only lever that isn't snapped off, the only pr- thing that's not smashed completely is this one screen that's blinking this message over and over again. Think this is putting out that poison? Oh. Mm. Could be. What's an unsign mm. <laughs> Sounds bad. Make a science check. <laughs> you don't know. No, no, you don't roll the science. science. I rolled 19. Science <laughs> Two. <laughs> two rolled too. Only paler knows. Yeah, you're... You're, You guys have a a general idea of what this might be. I think Clegg smashed the machine so it started releasing deadly gas. It's wafting over to the village. And he's not doing it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. There is one button in particular which smashed. A big red button that is just like annihilated. It's like he's just been... (laughs) onto it over and over again. It, almost like he's been trying to get this thing to activate again. Until it's just been destroyed. Wow, I try to pull the button out. It's not working. It is as inoperable as the releasing mechanism for the water. Make some makes perception checks. Uh, 15. 18. 19. So, between Suzanne's knowledge <coughs> of arcanism and Rob's <laughs> knowledge of goblins, you guys are able to figure out that. That Clig probably found this place, found this machine, and saw a bunch of buttons and started pressing them, and released the gas, and then was like, oh, we can just take over this town. So he started smashing the button a lot to make more gas, and then he broke it. So he kept hitting the button until he really broke it. <laughs> uh, it kind of seems like the, like the gas and the mist was connected to this machine and it's somehow via magic The whatever this transmutation circle is doing, it's filtering out this mist into the entire area. Are going to detect evil on the machine? Uh, the machine itself does not detect evil. They're able to get a rudimentary under, uh, idea that this machine would um, it would slowly cause this gas filtration into the surrounding community. Um, But uh, it seems like Craig might have overloaded it somehow, uh, which caused the um, dispersion system which probably has something to do with the water dripping into the into the altar. So the The little doors were going in and out until they smashed into each other because he pressed the button too many times. Right. And then he broke the thing. It overloaded the the machine and the gas came out because he broke it or something. Oh, so it's probably not going to work ever again because of... Whatever he did with the machine caused an instant overload. And it can't do it anymore? It can't do any of the process at all. The whole so thing is good. fried. Yeah. So no more gas? No more Gats. gas. Alright, uh, right, so now we so got to so get back curtains. to the village, to the <laughs> Baron. In one of the other rooms, there's a library, which has been, well, maybe 400 books. Um, as Merce leads you around this place, you guys go and inspect Craig's room. She shows you the rest of the place. Um, and it's basically it's basically just like Goblin, Hobble, at this point. Mm-hmm. There used to be a library in one of the places but all the books have been ripped off and used as toilet paper. There's one room that used to be for food storage, which is now a bathroom. There's one, um, there's one room, which is uh Craig's room. There's one gathering hall, and there's two side room, or three side rooms, one where the women and kids all sleep, and uh, two where the adult males were sleeping. And you can see the women and kids kind of moving their stuff into those rooms and uh, throwing the, uh, the male stuff into a big pile in the center of the floor, which the kids are playing with. One of, you see one of them with a flail. He's like, <laughs> the other one's like, "Oh, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Merce is, is pretty ecstatic. She's like, you know, like, Yeah, thank you guys so much for all your help. I can't believe that you, you know, you actually trust us. You know, sometimes goblins get a real raw deal, real short end of the shit stick. You know what I mean? In a few weeks, we are gonna, we're going we'll, to, we'll start getting our our, our crops going. And some, we've already planted a little garden. And uh, we'll... we'll Bring you guys some turnips and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just stay here. We'll hunt in the forest and you won't even see us. Just tell the, the town that we'll be cool and we're gonna, we'll, we'll just drop off some supplies on the outside of the town. We're real sorry. Um, no, no problem. Just, uh, as long as nobody's attacking. She seems pretty genuine about the whole thing and they, they wave you off. Thanks for, for all the help. No problem. Have fun storming the castle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <You know. laughs> We're going to talk to the Baron.
0: We go. Probably head, you probably want head back to town first. You give him the news that the goblins are going to be sending some parcels of goods and stuff for them later. The squire, when you tell him that you left some of the goblins alive, he's a little fidgety about it at first. After you tell him that they're just going to stay on the island and in the woods, he seems okay with it. He's you know, well, you know, these goblins living nearby probably isn't too safe, but. Maybe if there the, the devil, let you know. Where the devil we don't. So maybe it's a good thing. Well, I'll let you guys know. If, you know Baron know, know if anything goes wrong. But uh, thank you. And I got I got got a little thing from the village for you for helping us out. I really appreciate it. My cousin John, mother cousin Jimbo, mother cousin Johnbo, mother cousin Reggie, and mother cousin Steve all got together. Are you got you goblin cousins. <laughs> No, because w- when she was explaining earlier that all the goblins are named John and Jennifer, they were saying it in Goblin, so it's like... Yeah. It's, it's, it's just like... And, smog, and, and, you know, and, and they wheel out a um, small little wagon, um, which is pretty nicely made, and it's got like a little, a little caravan wagon with like a canvas thing over the top of it, and it's got a little donkey in front of it. It's the donkey that you guys saved from the goblins earlier, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's a pretty strong donkey. He's a good boy. Uh, in the wagon, is the wagon is just loaded up with some turnips. And uh, there's a chest in it. Um, and inside the chest, a masterwork longbow. Um, and 300 silver pieces. <laughs> All the money that the town has. Well, well I'll leave my share. They probably need it. Yeah, they, they definitely appreciate it year's salary for most of them, so. Okay. I'll take half my share. I'll leave mine because I just want this fucking world, I don't care about <laughs> you, you can take the your, nicest item silver. in the entire town. <laughs> and keep your 20 gold. <laughs> so, Rob, write down that you have five gold pieces worth of silver. <laughs> <laughs> What's the it's conversion so rate? <coughs> Ten? Ten to one. 300 silver so is only 50. 30 gold. Yeah. Sorry, silver. Yeah, these guys run on turnips. That's for sure. Uh, with your new wagon, donkey, bow, and, and load of coins, um, you guys load up your loot, you stick your paintings in the back of the wagon, you, get your, you got your gold brick, um, <laughs> and you guys head out with your wagon wagon full of turnips. Yeah. Uh, Eating good tonight, Turnip wagon. Turnip wagon—that's the name of your adventuring party. Turnip wagon. I'm down. I'm totally down. Turnip wagon. Turnip wagon. The turnips. Hey guys, it's me, Gabe, your host, your DM, and your cosmonite. That's right. I'm soaring through the stars for you, baby. Real quick, I'm going to interrupt the show and give you a quick word from our sponsors. This week is brought to us by Dimensional Rift Storage. Do you ever feel like you just can't house all of your things? Are you looking for more space? Try another dimension, Dimensional Rift Storage. Uh, If you guys have time, please give us a like, give us a share, give us a review, and tell your friends. Uh, Word of mouth is pretty much the only way that we are going to be able to get this podcast out here. If you have uh, anybody who you think would be interested in the show, please let them know. Please tell them about it. And, um, you know, if you have time, go on our website and check it out. The uh, tentative name is the House of the Spiral for the campaign. Our website is incdnd.fireside p-h-y-r-e-c-i-d-e dot You can also find us on iTunes, podcasting app, on facebook Thanks again. Time to turn up oh. turn up up <laughs> Sorry. It anything like this song? No, that's pretty spot uh, Bad. bad. bad, bad. It's it terrible, just like song. Yep. Um, okay, so So you guys head back to the baron. Uh, it takes you, you know, half a day's journey. You guys show up there late in the evening. You know, you pull your wagon into the into the side yard, in the side lot, side parking lot, wagon lot. <laughs> The baron's got, of course... Park your, your donkey. And park your donkey. <laughs> and get him a carrot. turn him a turnip. Get turnip wagon. And, um, and shit starts to turn up. Uh, no, not really. Um, but you guys do um, see a trio... Excuse me. A trio of lizard men and a young girl exit the baron's house. You can hear their conversation, and they're with the baron. And, you know, talking about trade taxation and something about the border... One of the three lizard men you recognize as Lockar, the lizard man that you saved from the weird reptilianoid slug things earlier in our adventure, and the little girl you recognize as the little girl you saved, um, and they spot you, and uh, Lockar gives you a salute, and the little girl a little, a little wave of a rule, <laughs> and um, the and you guys overhear the two lizard men uh, talking to the Baron, and the one, you know, the one's like, "We will not." Accept this treacherous disdain for our religion in your city, Baron. You will represent us, or we will continue our aggressions on the border. My man! My, my lizard man! That sounds like a threat, and I don't think that either of us could deal with that kind of provocation right now, don't you think? Um, and the, the other lizard man speaks up. Not to worry, Baron. You know that our kind will treat you fairly, and will not go against our agreement. But you must allow us representation within the temples. He's wearing, the other lizard man's wearing like a, the one's wearing a blue cloak. One's wearing a black cloak. And you see his cloak furrow a little bit. You see a, a belt of skulls. This treachery will not be unnoticed. I will inform our council. Uh, the other lizard man kind of looks at he like rolls his eyes. At that he's like she kind of weighs him off it's like you know I you know you and you guys, and the baron sees you guys he's like you know, he weighs at you come on in you know, kind of thing and um, the one the lizard man with the skulls on his belt um, he he starts skulking off and you see the the uh, you see lockar and the girl like kind of hesitantly following him and uh, you see the lizard man with the skulls he looks back at him And Lockhart's like, oh, and he fucking follows behind him. And the uh, the other lizard man is like, I'm sorry, Baron for the rudeness. It's always a pleasure to see you. Farewell. He he follows behind. He he leads them on. You see the you see the lizard man with the skull stop, and you know they say something, and then the lizard man with the blue cape, he he says something to, he says something, and the lizard man with the Black cape is like, shr- like crouches down and like hisses a little bit, and, and you can see that he is that the one in the blue cape is clearly the the dominant and the leader of the, in the group, um, and the one in the black cape kind of sullenly follows him as they leave the barons away, and well the baron's there, and he's like, ah uh, yes you know Dalazar is a fine warrior but his friend uh, is quite distasteful but. Uh, never mind that for now. Come come in, come in. How was your faring with the goblins? We took huh. care of the problem, Baron. We took care of the problem. Did you did you find out what was going on in the bunker thing? And do, what, what was the end result? With the goblins, you made some sort of... So, you dealt um, with them? Real fat goblin. boss around all the other goblins. And uh, the, the goblin matriarch struck a deal with us. Paylor over here smashed the, the fat, shitty goblins' head. Excellent oh, so you made some sort of deal with uh, matriarchal female goblins. Well, I will. Uh, I will send a messenger to them as soon as I can. But that's none of your problem at this point. Thank you for concluding that business as promised. He, uh, as, he's, as you guys have this little conversation, he leads you to the dining room that you were in the other time. Yeah. Uh, with a large table, with and it's still got some accoutrements on it, but different stuff. Maybe some new cheeses and wines. Little little stuffed pig or something. You guys have. Some, mm-hmm. It's like a like a buffet. Make your own pork sandwich. Sub. So, <laughs> s- s- little submarine. And um, the Baron, uh, he's like, Oh, just one moment, my dear boys and girls. <laughs> I'll be back for you. He leaves. He comes back in a minute later. And he's just got this fucking sack. A big M on it. And <laughs> he drops it on the table. And he's like, Take your pick, anything you want. Take your pick, anything you want. Take a lick, anything you want. Uh-oh. I'm the Baron. to meet you. Um, and he uh, he just, like, upturns the, the bag on the table. Inside, uh, there are a number of items. This is a special bonus for doing such a good job. I always appreciate the people who are willing to take a bit of extra risk and make a deal further their own, own place in the world. I think that it's always better to take an enemy and turn them into an ally. Take something that's negative and turn it into a positive. That's a two too game. <laughs> Plus one turnips. Plus one turnip. Turnip. <laughs> And for that, I will give you my special lucky coin. He reaches into a pocket, and he's got this little coin, and on it, you see his face. And it's just, it's got two thumbs up, and him smiling, and his big fucking mustache, and just, just beaming. It. Me, cheesy. Cheesing hard. <laughs> and, um, and this is for your group. Coin is a coin of chance. it uh, do? date? Uh, on any roll, once per day, you can take a higher or a low instead of the actual roll. You ignore all bonuses, ignore all modifiers. It is now 50-50 chance of getting this. You're six taking class pass fail. All right. Um, don't don't sneak attacks. Yeah. The <laughs> the other items, uh, which there are 15 of, there's a Megaphone of Thunder Wave, which will cause everybody struck, uh, caught in a 15-foot cone to not be able to make any move actions for the next um, two turns. There's a squirt gun of acid splash, which shoots twice a day. There's a coma pressive digitation, keep it cleanly. A bottle of water, which refills twice a day, and heals 1d2 hit points every time you drink from it, which is a maximum twice a day. So it can be basically one or two through four hit points refilling water bottle. Um, a ring of attack plus one per day. It's called shot like your smite attack here. Uh, there are three ever burning torches. You never have to cast light again. Uh, there's a spyglass of perception, which I'm also willing to turn into a like a monocle of perception if that would be cooler for your character. But and it's ornamentary. You put it in one of your four belt pouches, and you always get a plus one on perception checks forever. So, yeah. Cloak of the Wanderer is going to give you a plus one on hide. It's a Technicolor cloak, just real trippy. That would be fun. Um, <laughs> There's a, a headband of resistance. It's like an Afro Samurai style <laughs> headband where it's always blowing in the wind behind you regardless of whether are inside or not. And it'll give you plus one on any save twice a day. You can use it uh, after you roll and find out whether or not fit. Um, there's a needle of mending which will fix basic things and give you a plus one on heal checks. There's earbuds of message, which there are three of, one for each of you. you. Take it as a parcel party item, which will basically make it so you can make uh, uh, talking, you can talk at each other at a distance of up to 100 yards as if you were standing right next to one another. And um, in combat, you can speak without actually speaking out loud so that people don't get like, your information. combat info. Um There's a can of Arcane Mark. You shake it up and spray. Um, uh, a puppet of ghost sounds. You stick your hand in the puppet's ass and you fuck with it and it makes noise over there. <laughs> um, and then the last item is a pair of bagpipes. And they're bagpipes of restful sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Most ironic item. Uh, you play the bagpipes and you will gain double health from resting, as long as you play them from before bed. Everybody who does not enjoy your symphony, however, does not get a restful night of <laughs> sleep. <laughs> no All right, and I'll take the spyglass. And I'll take the earbuds. Proceeding them traps. You guys get done choosing your so magic. You money, item. too? Magical item. What? We give money, too? No, you have no your money? money or a magic item. Okay. So, so my, uh... My fine, my fine friends, um, I know this is kind of short notice, but I need to ask for your services again. You're all right. Well, yeah. um, while you are away. I was visited by a messenger from the town of Amberville. I had sent my nephew to check on some trade dealing, and he has gone missing for some time. I received some sort, I believe it was a letter of ransom. They said that they would be contacting me at the end of the week with details on how I would get my nephew back. I'm not directly involved in my nephew's dealings. He's in his own person and I try not to get him in his way. Uh, we've had our disagreements in the past, but uh, I still care deeply about him. And I wish we could to go and search for this man. At the very least, passing through Amber Mill on his way somewhere else. Um, And bringing back any news that you have of of what he was doing. Um, If he is in some danger and needs your help, I would ask you to go with him. I once again will offer you gold pieces or magical items. I can up the ante a little bit. uh, 500 gold pieces. Or again, a choice of one of these fine items from my bag of goodies. I will also give you a bonus prize. Returning quickly and giving me note about what is going on. Of a um, magical, simple magical item, maybe some armor or whatever. All right. Um, So, if you could do this for me, I would be most pleased. Uh, You can leave in the morning. I will give you some directions. Uh, I'm not going to be sending sending Davenport with you this time. (laughs) I know you all miss him. Um. Which one? (laughs) Davenport or Davenport? yeah you guys go to sleep eat some good foods and the next morning you get on your wagon uh you get Davenport turn up and (laughs) you turn up the wagon (laughs) head out um is your donkey named Davenport (laughs) in honor of Davenport yeah We'll name the junk, Davenport. I, I like that. Davenport Davenport. Owned oh, by Davenport. Yeah. <laughs> it's Davenport, unclear who he's actually named after, whether it's Davenport or Davenport. It's actually Davenport's home.